0: Kingdom in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. A couple of special requests tonight. Family in the Porter Church hit very difficult with the very untimely and unexpected death of a child. Lift that family up. This is some of Sister Karen Matthews' family. Lift them up in prayer. Another kind of unique announcement Sister JJ is coming home. The missionaries, yeah, that's a good thing. She'll make. It, she will have been there ten months and would love to continue to stay, but it's not safe enough for her to be there without the missionaries there, and they're having to come home for deputation. So she'll be in town March the seventh. So if you would be praying for her to find a, a job, she's going to need to settle back in for a year or so again. And uh, she is she is pressing on with her mission. Uh, missionary status, so uh, if you think of somebody that needs help, she's a good worker, she's very dedicated, amen also we're trying to, I'm going to be talking to Brother um, Whittemore I believe he connected with this church Sunday night in a tremendous way, and so I want to I to schedule to have him back uh, how, how many of you folks could participate in a and you're going to be around for revival in June, some. Anybody going to be here in June? You're gonna, would you come to revival if we have revival in June? It's always hard to know once the summer hits uh, June, July, or August. Out of those three months, here we're fixing to vote June, July, or August. We're going to vote on June, July, or August. Raise your hand if June is better for you than July or August. Raise your hand if June is the best. July is best for you, raise your hand. August is better for you, raise your hand. All right, looks like June is is the is the stronger month, so we'll get that set up. That's also the time for camp meeting and that won't collide. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about some worthy goals for 2020. Doesn't that sound weird? If y'all said that much, 2020, that's just like, that just sounds almost crazy. You know you're going to be putting forth some effort, right, in 2020. You're going to be doing something, right? Everybody's going to be doing something, okay? So I want to do the right things. I don't want to waste energy. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to waste my life. I want to do good things. I want to do right things. So I want to read a little bit of a lengthy passage uh, as we begin. You can remain seated or you can stand, whatever uh, serves you best. Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. The Apostle Paul is writing a letter, or what we call an epistle, to the church at Colossae. He's introducing himself, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints. So Paul's writing the letter to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Some of these, I want you to read them aloud with me. This one, let's read it together. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now, he said that gospel has come unto you, As it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, and he also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. So this Epaphras has given a report to Paul about the saints at Colossae. He said he declared unto us your love in the Spirit. And so for this cause, we also, since the very day we heard about you and your love for God, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Everybody say that. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding he said and the reason you got to have that that wisdom and spiritual understanding is so that you can walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might According to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, give thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins Lord I'm asking you to speak to us over the next few moments I appreciate this congregation I appreciate this people that love you so much God they're here in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night because they love you It's not because they don't have other things they could be doing, God. It's because they've set their priorities on you, and they want to know you more and feel your presence. And more than anything, these people want to do your will. And I pray that you would help me to strengthen them tonight in the Word. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Worthy goals for 2020. Many things in this world man thinks are worth having are not really that important. There's a lot of people that spend their life and they spend their money and they spend their health and their strength on things that are not going to matter. And you got to look around at your life and 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 check yourself. If we're not careful, we'll spend the majority of our energy on the time on things that will not last. Things that are not going to be around. Things that are not going to matter in eternity. And if we're not careful in our society, we will put much more effort and energy and time and expense into things that's not going to last 10, 15, 20 years at the most when the most important things are going to last forever forever. It don't take long for you to realize you go out and stand under the stars at night and scare, stare up into the heavens that there's more out there than paying your bills and and fixing your car and painting the house and getting a raise. There's a whole lot more out there but we get sometimes all bent down and we're looking at this and always just focused on this little world and we gotta raise our sights a little bit or we'll get pretty down and out. If, how many of you have noticed the almost, it's, it's It's amazing how many of these young actors and uh, entertainers and stuff are taking their lives. Are y'all noticing that trend? Somebody besides me seeing that? It is happening rampant. It is insane how quickly it's happening. Drug overdoses and taking their lives. Because you've got to realize they are pursuing something that is so empty. And if you work so hard to get something that you think's gonna do the trick and you put everything into it and you get it and realize you've got nothing and it overwhelms them. And because our society is so out of sync and people worship them like they do, I mean, we live in a world where people can get on Instagram and become Instagram famous for nothing. They ain't nothing. Some of them don't even have a brain. But they're famous. So you catch that. What do you have? You still have nothing of substance. But everybody's chasing that kind of stuff. So we gotta be careful in our society because the stress is on, the pressure is on. The Bible talks about the day that we live in saying that men's hearts will fail them for fear. It's talking about a stressed environment. And we've got to be careful and let, that we do not get so involved in this society that we fail to look and lift our eyes under the heels from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. But you got to raise your sights up on purpose. Amen. You, if, you're, if you're driving down the road and your headlights are down like this, you got to flick that little switch. I know some of you don't know how to flick it off a high beam. I meet you all the time. But if you're going to get those beams up in the air, you got to flick that switch. And what I'm talking to us about tonight is there, we need to do some switch flicking. That's dangerous right there. <laughs> We need to do some switch flicking and get our eyes up a little bit. And so I want to talk to you and try to move quick tonight. This time of the year, there are a whole lot of people thinking about goals. There are even online classes uh, offered and apps on your phone for goal setting. And we need to have goals, but they need to be worthy goals. Ephesians, Paul told them, he said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Now, I just wanna stop and tell you, you didn't get in the church by yourself. If you're here, if God forgave you of your sins, if God washed your sins away, filled you with the Holy Ghost, it's because he called you. You didn't just show up and say, I'm gonna be a part of this. Amen, that's why people say, I want to join your church. You can't, I'm sorry, we don't do church joining. You have to be born into this church. God has to breathe into you and you have to experience the new birth. It's you are here because God wants you to be here. And we can't afford to forget that. He said, we got to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, long suffering." forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace colossians he told them he said that you might walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with Joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and the light. So, we need to provide for our needs. I know that. I know. I, you got to go to work. I mean, I'll help you if you get in a bind, but I don't want to take care of you the rest of your life. I understand. You got to get a job. You got to pay bills. You got to buy bananas. You got to all that stuff. You got to buy all that. And you got kids, they got to have diapers. So I I get it. I totally get it. You need toothpaste, deodorant, all that kind of stuff. I did tell you all about my deodorant situation. It's very sad. Deodorant I have used all my life is now $18 for a deal that big around and that tall. If I stink, it's because my body's adjusting to a new deodorant. They stopped making mine. You can only get it on eBay. It's called Arid Extra Dry Cream. It comes in a little, little can like that. $18 right now is the cheapest I can get it. So, you know, I know you got to buy deodorant, toothpaste, you got to do all that. I get it. I know about life. But you got to understand the Bible said, lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth where the moth and the rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But, he said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where the thieves do not break through and steal.'" you need to make up your mind this year one of your goals I am going to put things up I'm going to lay treasure up in heaven if you don't make that a goal you ain't going to get it done I'm going to tell you something tonight if you would make up your mind I'm going to give more to the kingdom of God than I ever have I'm going to give of my time I'm going to give of myself I promise you at the end of the year you will be the winner in that deal God you, he will not let you out give him he He will not steal from you. If you do his will, you give him your time, he'll give you more time, amen. I have found in my life that if I start my day off with a a good time of prayer, my day lasts longer. If I don't, my day gets away from me because if you give God your time, he's gonna make sure you get the time to do what you need to do, amen. So lay up for yourselves treasures, in the heaven. Make sure you're doing what God needs you to do. We do not need to pursue fame. We do not need to pursue money as such. We need to pursue what God wants for us. Luke chapter 16, he said unto them, "Yea, uh, ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. That's kind of a peculiar scripture. I've never really looked at it. You might just glance at it. You don't need fame. That Fame is not, not according to this scripture, if, if carnal people, if you're famous with carnal people, you're an abomination in the sight of God. You might want to think about it. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. We need to guard against goals that get us so caught up in this world and its way of thinking and acting. I've seen people get so caught up with goals, either for themselves or for their children, that just carry them further and further away from God. If you've got goals that are pulling, if you've got goals that you're going to have to divide your time between God and that goal, you might want to rethink that goal. At least if it's any kind of long-term thing at all. You know, if it's a week or so, I I get it, two or three weeks. But if that is a long-term goal that continually pulls you more away from God, I would rethink that goal because that's not a goal worth reaching if it's pulling you away from the Lord. Amen. Matthew 16, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man's going to come after me, I know, I don't like it either. Y'all look at that verse. I saw y'all look at Oh, not that one again. hate that one. It's one of the stronger ones, I admit. If any man's going to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he should gain the whole world? and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. Notice this, man. Get on page with me here. Get on page. The Son of Man will, he shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward some of the men, some of the people. The Bible said he shall reward Every man according to his works. You may not think nobody's looking. That's why I love that story. I referred to it the other day. Jesus, all these people coming and going in the temple. Everybody's coming in all kinds of transaction and animals and sounds and hustle and bustle. And Jesus notices a woman who gives one mite, the smallest amount of money that you could possibly give, and Jesus, in all that activity going on in that temple, notices that. You may not think you say, Well, I can't compete with this one or that one. You don't have to. It ain't about that. Well, I can't, I don't have the same talents. I I can't do this, and I can't sing like that, and I can't, I can't, I can't decorate, and I can't create. I, not, none of that matters. God did give you something that will help his kingdom. Use it. Because he's watching. He's watching what you do with those things that he gives you. And he said, there's going to be a reward for every man according to his works. So what should we be in pursuit of? What's worth our time? Who should we be trying to impress? You ever thought about that? Who are you trying to impress right now? Who should you be trying to impress? With what group? Should you be trying to fit in? Who are you trying to fit in with? Where do you feel the most peer pressure? This is not a dress rehearsal, folks. This is the real deal. This is the real production. We need to focus on getting things right that matter. Let me say it another way. We need to focus on the, the things that matter we need to get right. So many people focus their time on stuff that don't matter. Has somebody ever come to you and wanted you to help them work through something, and as they're telling you, you're like, "Are you kidding me?" Some of you have had that experience like, "Are you serious?" You're wasting this much brain power on that. Blows my mind sometimes. You need to get you an. You need to be an Instagram star. Aren't you glad I'm leaving Facebook alone tonight? <laughs> The things that matter is what we need to get right. We need to stop and take inventory of what's truly important in our lives and focus more attention on those things because they're not going to get attention by themselves. Your flesh, your world is not conducive to a spiritual healthy appetite. You're not gonna wake up in the morning and your world just go to lining you up for a good spiritual day. It don't happen by anybody ever accidentally had a good spiritual day, maybe occasionally, but that's not the norm. If you don't plan to walk with God, if you don't plan to get your focus right, it ain't gonna get right because this world ain't gonna help you. Amen. We need to spend time examining the things that help us to succeed where success really matters and then work to protect and strengthen those things. You've got to protect what's going to help you. You have got to protect the things that are going to strengthen you spiritually because guess what? The devil is coming after those things. If something is helping you spiritually, the enemy's coming after that. If it's a relationship that's good for you, the enemy's going to try to get that relationship. If it's a habit that you're developing that's good for your spiritual man, the devil's going to try to get that because he does not want you getting nourishment in the spirit. So he's constantly working against you. Amen. So you got to work at protecting it. Look at what Hebrews said. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, in other words, when he got old enough to make sense out of life and know what was important and what wasn't important, when he came to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That still blows my mind. That dedication I'm telling you, I don't know who the most powerful, richest man in the world is right now. Does anybody anybody know, care to guess? I have no clue. I know it's not me and that's all that matters. But whoever the richest, wealthiest man in all the world is right now, I don't think if he had an adopted son, that son would say, hey, I don't care nothing about this. I'm not interested in this relationship. I'm going to do something different. No, if you get adopted by the richest, most powerful man in the world, you're probably gonna hang on to that relationship but not Moses. When Moses got to the age when he could think, this is good for me, this is not good for me. This is right, this is wrong. This gonna help me, this ain't gonna help me. This is gonna secure my future, this ain't gonna secure my future. When he got to where he could think those through, he said, I am rejecting the wealthiest place in all the world and I'm not gonna stay here. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I'm telling you if somebody says you're crazy for going to that church, you need to say thank you. That tells me I'm headed in the right direction. I got a little Moses in me. Amen. Somebody tells you you're crazy for investing your money in the kingdom of God. Thank you sir. That means I'm a little bit like Moses. Amen esteeming the reproach of Christ. The Bible said, verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ. He said, I'm I'm, I'm estimating this thing and my my estimation, esteeming, in my estimation, I would rather have the reproach of Christ. That's gonna be greater riches than all the treasure in Egypt than I could inherit because that's only gonna last me a few years. But the riches of Christ are gonna last me forever amen one number one one of of our most important goals in this year should be growing in our faith growing in our faith notice what Hebrews 11 said about faith without faith it's impossible to please God Amen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I'm telling you, you cannot please God without faith and you cannot be saved if you don't please God. So it's vitally important, one of the most important goals in your life this year should be protecting and growing and nurturing your faith. Amen. How do you do that? You gotta hear the word of God more. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It amazes me the people that think they can have faith without the word of God. You can't have the one without the other. You gotta let the word of God speak into your life and build your faith. Matthew 11, and Jesus answering, saith unto them, have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he, which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I'm telling you this year, mark it down somewhere. Feed your faith. Feed your faith. Get it with music. Get it with songs. Get it with with whatever it takes, but feed your faith. All right? Second thing, second worthy goal is to continue the process of writing the laws and the commandments of Jesus on your heart. It is one thing to know it, it's another thing to have it in your heart. We have to continually work at moving head knowledge down to heart knowledge. Okay, it You have to work at that. You look at somebody and you say, oh, they are, the, they are the most brilliant person. They are the smartest. I don't care how brilliant they are. Some of the biggest idiots in the world I've ever met could quote more scripture than anybody I knew. They could quote it, but they couldn't live it. There's a difference in a head knowledge and a, having it written on your heart. And so we've got to get that moved. Notice what John said. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. It's a, I shock myself sometimes. I don't know if y'all do or not, but I shock myself sometimes at how much I know and how little I do. Oh, come on, you big hypocrites. Look at me that way. I'll jack you up. <laughs> it is amazing some of things that I know in my heart I need in my mind. I need to get a hold of this. But it is still not my second nature. And it's got to get down into my heart where it's my heart nature. Amen. Uh, man, I need to move on. He said, He that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. 1423. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Uh, verse 24, and he that loveth he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. So there's something about taking his word and continually letting it move into our heart. I'm just going to tell you, if your head agrees with everything you're doing in your heart for God, then you're probably not there yet. that make sense? Because your head ain't going to agree with everything that God gets into your heart. There's things your heart better be speaking to you deep, God speaking deep into your heart, some things that challenges your own mind. Amen We'll come across that some other time this year So I can tell some of you said I don't know what he's talking about there Come ask me, we'll talk about it We'll go to coffee and talk Verse uh, number three It is a worthy goal to pursue the joy of Jesus I'm going to spend just a little bit of time It's five minutes till eight I'll go over just a little bit past But I will be mindful of it Amen But let's run through some scriptures I'm going to tell you joy is important And our world is not got a lot of joy running around in it right now and if we're going to survive folks if you're going to survive in your marriage if you're going to survive with your kids if you're going to survive with your life if you're going to survive with your God if you're going to survive with with your church you got to have joy and it's got to be something that's inside of you not because of what somebody else can give you other people can help you have happiness but only you and God can get real joy. That's the only place that can happen and it takes a whole t- it takes a whole busload of happiness to make up for just a little bit of joy. Does that make sense? No. Maybe. Kind of. I mean, you can get happy and it lasts 30 seconds. You get joy and it'll carry you through the storm. Okay. Joy is very important. Notice how important it is. We'll run through them pretty quick, John seventeen, thirteen. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I want the church, my people to have my joy fulfilled in themselves. When the Holy Ghost was poured out, following that, the Bible says several times, I won't even go into all of them, but Acts 8 and 8, there was great joy in that city when the Holy Ghost was poured out. Acts 13, 52, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And by the way, if you do have the joy, somebody let your face know it occasionally. I've seen some folks that say they Holy Ghost filled, that I don't want their kind of Holy Ghost. They look mean. (laughs) Just keep it to yourself. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost, Romans 15, 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Second, uh, Second uh, Corinthians 8 and 1, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction Get into it with me. A great trial of affliction. The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, beyond their power they were willing of themselves. He's talking about an offering. He's talking about physical money. And he said, even though they were dirt poor, even though there was a lot of poverty, there was still such a joy in them to be a part of the body of Christ uh, that they said, here, please take my last dollar and take it over to that other church to help those poor people. So don't your circumstances don't qualify us to have a bad day. I know I'm I'm hurting too. I had to preach a mom's funeral yesterday and I have the worst trouble not getting control of myself. It was one of the toughest services I've done in a while. But something we gotta get a hold of ourselves and say, this world is not my home. It ain't over yet. There's still a whole lot out there and I gotta keep my eyes on the prize. And if I lose my joy, I lose my strength. If I lose my strength, I can't stand. If I can't stand, I'm gonna fall. If I fall, I'm lost. Amen. Amen. Notice First Thessalonians, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. Now, I'm not, I'm, their affliction was worse than our affliction, y'all. Just go back and look it up. They, they, theirs was worse than ours, okay? When they got afflicted, They lost heads, they got whipped, they got beat, they got all kinds of stuff. But he said, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, but you got joy of the Holy Ghost. James said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why, he said, because the trying of your faith is work in patience, And if you'll let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, it'll lead you to that place where you're wanting nothing. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. He said when you go through things, you need to thank God. You need to be joyful even in those trials because God is working on some things that you don't realize he's working on. He's getting you ready for another world and he's using these things. He said, this this glorious God that's gonna appear, he said, you've not seen yet you love in whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory because you're receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. So when you go through something, and it's hard, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to be real tonight, because this ain't no plastic wor- world we're living in. It gets rough, it gets real, it hurts, it bites. Uh, people cheat you, things happen to you, uh, you have sickness. Uh, I was talking to a man in this city uh, yesterday, some of you may know him, used to have the veterinary clinic out y'all's direction, the one on the right, and he was telling me he'd gone through college to be a veterinarian and, and spend all that time to be a veterinarian and then right in the middle of his practice when he needed that to be there for him the most, to, to send his kids through college, he got pet allergies and had to give up his career that he had gone to college for all those years. Y'all know that man? Used to own that? I don't know his name. Anyway, he's he helping at the funeral. He was helping be a part-time funeral director. Had to give up his career because of a... Of a of a infect, uh, not an infection, but allergies. I mean, you don't get a veterinarian degree easy. It takes a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of. School- and that was stripped away from him because, as he said, his body turned against him. Listen to me. I don't care what you think about your job or your friends or your money or your government. They ain't none of that secure, ladies and gentlemen. Not one of that is secure. But there is a God. And if you'll get a hold of his hand, and what God is doing in our life when we go through trials is God is helping to strengthen our grip. Stop in your problem and start rejoicing that God's helping you strengthen your grip in his grace. Mm. Oh my, my, amen, first John he said, and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. He said now unto him in Jude 124, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy... To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. I'm just telling you, you've got to get a hold of your relationship with God. Yes, there are going to be times when you struggle. Yes, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And if joy don't come in the morning, it's because the devil lied to you in the nighttime and you stopped looking for the morning. Did you hear what I said? I said if joy don't come in the morning it's because the devil lied to you in the night and you stopped looking for joy and you didn't see it when it came because God is a God of his word and if he said joy would come in the morning, honey, you might as well get your dancing shoes on because joy is coming in the morning. You can reject it You can fight it. You can say, well, life's not been fair to me. I've been cheated. This ain't right. You can whine and fuss and cry and not take your joy. Or you can say, God, I know life's different. I got one leg now. I used to have two. I don't know what your problem might be, but I'm still gonna accept the joy that you give me when the morning comes. Your life may not look like what it did when the sun went down. But that don't mean joy can't show up in the morning. I'm gonna slow down or I'm gonna have a heart attack. (laughs) One more and I'll quit. Number four, I've got several others, but we'll continue them next Wednesday night. Worthy Goals for 2020. It's worthy goal. Let me just, I can't get away from that just a minute. It is a worthy goal to pursue the joy of the Lord. It's there. It is there. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. Yes, you may have a temporal time of grieving. You may have a a time where you have to reorient yourself. But the joy of the Lord is there because the joy of the Lord is not tied to circumstances. And if, you, if your joy is not coming back, it's because you're trying to anchor your joy to a circumstance, and that's not fair. Somebody say, go on, preacher, get on to four. It's a worthy goal to continually develop your hope toward God. Okay? It's a worthy goal to continually develop your hope toward God. Acts 24 and 15, he said, And have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. Your hope... There's a scripture that says, if in this life, is one of the most misquoted scriptures, it's, it's what it says is, if in this life only I had hope in Christ. A lot of people misquote that and say, if in this life only I had hope, I would be of all men most miserable. They forget that the in Christ is there. You say, what's the big deal, preacher? It's getting late. Let's get with it. The deal is that even with Christ in your life, if your hope is only in this life, even with Christ, you're still gonna be of all men most miserable. Your hope in Christ puts you to another level where you realize no matter how rough it gets, the minute you check out of this thing, you're walking with a God that is amazing who has everything in the world in store for you. Oh my God, he is great and glorious and powerful and marvelous and when he gets you out of this cursed earth and says, well done, my good and faithful servant, I'm telling you, you will be well rewarded, amen, so keep that hope straight, Romans 4 and 17 says, as it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations, he said, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, in other words, makes alive the dead, and he calls those things which be not as though they were, this is Abraham, he's talking to Abraham, And he said he he is the father of many nations and he believed that God could bring to life things that were dead. He called those things which be not as though they were. And he said, who against hope, who against hope still believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. If God ever gives you something, dear God, don't turn loose of it. Y'all ever heard of a snapping turtle? they supposed to, once they get hold, they're not supposed to let go till it thunders. What I'm telling you is be better than a snapping turtle. Don't even let go when it thunders. Just don't let go at all. Amen. Romans 5 and 1 said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Tribulations. Those are not good, formally. We don't like those. He said, but we glory in tribulations also because we know that tribulation is doing a job. What's it doing, preacher? Well, tribulation is working on you. Well, what's it working on? Well, it's working on your patience. Well, what's that doing? Well, your patience is giving you experience. Well, what's that doing? Well, your experience is giving you hope. Well, what's that good for? Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. So when you look at your life and you realize that the God of glory, and I'll quit here because some of y'all are so tired and Man, I hate it when y'all get done for. I do, especially the majority. I can handle the minority. But when you really stop to think about it, folks, when when the world gets heavy on your shoulders, you need to really, it's amazing how forgetful we are. That's why I ask y'all every once in a while, y'all just look at me like I'm dumb. (laughs) Y'all just look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. But I'll I, I suggest it once in a while. Why don't you just act right now like you acted when you first got the Holy Ghost? It's, oh, you're so dumb, Pastor. You're so dumb. Why do you come up with all that dumb stuff? Well, it, it's like a Civil War reenactment. It reminds you. It really it puts it on the stage. It, it, it shows it all over again. And sometimes we forget how good we felt when we realized God loved us enough to give us the Holy Ghost. When you get all buried down under life, and you say, I don't believe that, Brother Boone. Well, you just go looking at the chairs where somebody used to be that ain't no more. Somewhere they forgot how good it was when God reached down and picked them up. And when you forget that, folks, it don't take long God, the music's so loud in this church. I can't believe the preacher said that. I know she was looking right at me with that ugly look on her face. No, she wasn't. She needed to go to the bathroom and you happened to be in her sight line, moron. But when you lose sight and when you lose what it meant to you that God reached out. You remember that old song we sing, Make Me Love Everybody. Makes me you when you first got the Holy Ghost, they could look at you with the ugliest frown and you just think that it's upside down. Some of you slower thinkers, you'll get that in later. Hey Amen. You wasn't accepting that because you had what God had just gloriously given you. Folks, I'm telling you, you gotta protect that because the devil's gonna try to take that away from you. He's gonna try to get you looking around and complaining and fussing and crying and saying, God, you've let me down. I promise you, if you hang on long enough, ladies and gentlemen, and you step across that glorious shore into that glorious place, there ain't going to be no question that God done the right thing by you. Every time, God bless you. Go home sleep good. I'll see some of you at 6. Some of you already work at 6. I won't see you. God bless you. I love each and every one of you. Jesus, thank you for this loving congregation, God. I pray that 2020 would be one of the greatest years. It's already been prophesied. There's been two prophecies already from this pulpit. Just starting this year off, God, I know you've got some great things, but I know the devil don't want to see that. I know the enemy hates that. He does not want us to see a move of God, a great revival, but I'm praying that these people will grab a hold of the things that matter and set their goals for the things that are important, and let's see a wonderful move of God in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Appreciate you very much. Hallelujah. Oh,